Book Four, Chapter Five of Henrietta Temple. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Henrietta Temple by Benjamin Disraeli, Book Four, Chapter Five, in which Lady Bellair gives some account of some of her friends. Lady Bellair really loved Henrietta Temple. She was her prime and her permanent favorite, and she was always lamenting that Henrietta would not come and stay with her in London and marry a duke. Lady Bellair was a great matchmaker. When, therefore, she was welcomed by the fair mistress of Ducie Bower, Lady Bellair was as genuine as she was profuse in her kind phrases. "'My sweet, sweet young friend,' she said, as Henrietta bowed her head and offered her lips to the little old lady. "'It is something to have such a friend as you. What old woman has such a sweet friend as I have? Now let me look at you. It does my heart good to see you. I feel younger. You are handsomer than ever, I declare you are. Why will you not come and stay with me?' and let me find you a husband. There is the Duke of Durandale. He is in love with you already, for I do nothing but talk of you. No, you should not marry him. He is not good enough. He is not good enough. He is not refined. I love a Duke, but I love a Duke that is refined more. You shall marry Lord Fitzwarren. He is my favorite. He is worthy of you. You laugh. I love to see you laugh. You are so fresh and innocent. There is your worthy father talking to my friend, Mrs. Two-Shoes, a very good creature, my love, a very worthy soul, but not ton. I hate French words, but what other can I use? And she will wear gold chains, which I detest. You never wear gold chains, I am sure. The Duke of would not have me, so I came to you, continued her ladyship, returning to the salutation of Mr. Temple. Don't ask me if I am tired. I am never tired. There is nothing I hate so much as being asked whether I am well. I am always well. There, I have brought you a charming friend. Give her your arm, and you shall give me yours, said the old lady, smiling to Henrietta. We make a good contrast. I like a good contrast, but not an ugly one. I cannot bear anything that is ugly, unless it is a very ugly man indeed, who is a genius and very fashionable. I liked Wilkes, and I liked Coran, but they were famous, the best company in the world. When I was as young as you, Lady Lavington and I always hunted in couples, because she was tall and I was called the queen of the fairies. Pretty women, my sweet child, should never be alone. Not that I was very pretty, but I was always with pretty women, and at last the men began to think that I was pretty too. A superbly pretty place, simpered the magnificent Mrs. Montgomery Floyd to Mr. Temple, and of all the sweetly pretty persons I ever met, I assure you I think Miss Temple the most charming. 
such a favourite too with Lady Bellair. You know she calls Miss Temple her real favourite, added the lady with a playful smile. The ladies were ushered to their apartments by Henrietta, for the hour of dinner was at hand, and Mrs. Montgomery Floyd indicated some anxiety not to be hurried in her toilet. Indeed, when she reappeared, it might have been matter of marvel how she could have effected such a complete transformation in so short a period. Except a train, she was splendid enough for a birthday at St. James, and wore so many brilliants that she glittered like a chandelier. However, as Lady Bellair loved to contrast, this was perhaps not unfortunate, for certainly her ladyship, in her simple costume which had only been altered by the substitution of a cap that should have been immortalized by Mieris or Gerard Duot, afforded one not a little startling to her sumptuous fellow-traveller. "'Your dinner is very good,' said Lady Bellair to Mr. Temple. "'I eat very little and very plainly, but I hate a bad dinner. It dissatisfies everybody else, and they are all dull. The best dinners now are a new man's. I forget his name, the man who is so very rich. You never heard of him, and she, pointing with her fork to Mrs. Montgomery, knows nobody. What is his name? Gregory, what is the name of the gentleman I dine with so often? The gentleman I send to when I have no other engagement, and he always gives me a dinner, but who never dines with me. He's only rich, and I hate people who are only rich, but I must ask him next year. I ask him to my evening parties, mind. I don't care about them, but I will not have stupid people who are only rich at my dinners. Gregory, what is his name? Mr. Million de Stockville, my lady. Yes, that is the man. Good, Gregory. You have no deer, have you? inquired her ladyship of Mr. Temple. I thought not. I wish you had deer. You could send a haunch in my name to Mr. Million de Stockville, and that would be as good as dinner to him. If your neighbor, the Duke, had received me, I should have sent it from thence. I will tell you what I will do. I will write a note from this place to the Duke, and get him to do it for me. He will do anything for me. He loves me, the Duke, and I love him, but his wife hates me. And have you had a gay season in town this year, Lady Bellair? inquired Miss Temple. My dear, I always have a gay season. What happiness, softly exclaimed Mrs. Montgomery Floyd. I think nothing is more delightful than gaiety. And how is our friend, Mr. Bon Mott, this year? said Mr. Temple. My dear, Bon Mott is growing very old. He tells the same stories over again, and therefore I never see him. I cannot bear wits that have run to seed. I cannot ask Bon Mott to my dinners, and I told him the reason why, but I said I was at home every morning from two till six, and that he might come then, for he does not go out to evening parties, and he is huffy, and so we have quarrelled. Poor Mr. Bon Mott, said Miss Temple, 
my dear there is the most wonderful man in the world i forget his name but everybody is mad to have him he is quite the fashion i have him to my parties instead of bon mot and it is much better everybody has bon mot but my man is new and i love something new lady frederick barrington brought him to me do you know lady frederick barrington oh i forgot poor dear you are buried alive in the country i must introduce you to lady frederick she is charming she will taste you she will be your friend and you cannot have a better friend my dear for she is very pretty very witty and has got blood in her veins i won't introduce you to lady frederick continued lady bellair to mrs montgomery floyd she is not in your way i shall introduce you to lady splash and dashaway she is to be your friend mrs montgomery floyd seemed consoled by the splendid future of being the friend of lady splash and dashaway and easily to endure with such a compensation the somewhat annoying remarks of her noble patroness but as for bon mot continued lady bellair i will have nothing to do with him general fanville he is a dear good man and gives me dinners i love dinners i never dine at home except when i have company general fanville not only gives me dinners but lets me always choose my own party and he said to me the other day now lady bellair fix your day and name your party i said directly general anybody but bon mot you know bon mot is his particular friend but surely that is cruel said henrietta temple smiling i am cruel said lady bellair when i hate a person i am very cruel and i hate bon mot mr fox wrote me a copy of verses once and called me cruel fair but i was not cruel to him for i dearly loved charles fox and i love you and i love your father the first party your father ever was at was at my house there what do you think of that and i love my grandchildren i call them all my grandchildren i think great-grandchildren sound silly i am so happy that they have married so well my dear selina is a countess you shall be a countess too added lady bellair laughing i must see you a countess before i die mrs grenville is not a countess and is rather poor but they will be rich some day and grenville is a good name it sounds well that is a great thing i hate a name that does not sound well end of book four chapter five